Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The Greenville Oaks Church of Christ seeks all who need Jesus and together are becoming His fully devoted followers, encouraging and equipping people to love God, love people, and serve others in an ever-growing way of life. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. As always, we ask that you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with student minister Wes Raspberry. Well, good morning again. We have just recently finished a 31-week journey through the Bible called The Story. Uh, Colin wrapped that up this last week. And like I've said from this stage a couple of times before, uh, this was a good experience for me because it reminded me of some stories in the Bible that I'd kind of forgotten about. Uh, It also shed some new light on some stories that I don't remember ever hearing before. Um, So hopefully you've had a a, a good experience walking through uh, basically the whole Bible with us over the last 31 weeks. But if you're anything like me, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for uh, a change of pace, a different rhythm, something different to focus on. Uh, So you're in luck. We just finished that last week, like I said. Uh, And today is Mother's Day, like we've been talking about, like we saw in the video and and like I shared a little bit. Hopefully you're aware of that. Hopefully you are celebrating your mom uh, or the women of influence in in your own life. And today we're actually going to dig into that idea more uh, this morning in in this time. Uh, But before we get into that, let let me open with a prayer. God, thank you for today. Thank you for a time to gather together to worship you, uh, to praise you, and hopefully to encounter and experience you. God, today I I pray that you would pour through me the gift of preaching so that Christ would be formed in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you today for our mothers. May we celebrate them well today. Thank you again for, for everything that you give us and all that you do. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Well, this is a picture of me and my own mother, Karen. And if you don't know already, uh, Karens have kind of gotten a bad rap over the last couple of years on the internet or on social media. Um, They're known as difficult people, uh, very opinionated, argumentative, maybe bigots. Um, They're the ones that send their food back and ask for a manager to come to the table. Uh, Maybe they even call the cops. Uh, But that's not my mom. Um, in fact, what I, what I can tell you about my mom is that she is a spirit-filled woman. She is a prayer warrior. And she is an avid Bible reader. Uh, my mom was and remains one of the largest influences on my faith even today. In fact, even though I was the one that went to college and seminary to study the Bible, to study ministry, to study God and theology... There are days still where I think that my mom knows God better than I do. And and not only that, but my mother also ran an in-home daycare for much of my life. So she was always home and ready to receive us whenever we came home from school, uh, ready to take care of us if we had to stay home if we were sick, ready to prepare a meal for us when we could gather around the table as a family. My mother is a nurturer, a caretaker. A servant. And so today is special because I get to celebrate her. But today is also special for another reason. 
Because when I married Kylie, I inherited another mother, or rather, a mother-in-law. This is a picture of Kylie's parents, Neil and Lindy. And and Lindy has has always been a constant blessing and influence, uh, a support and encouragement in, in my own life. And I'm, I don't know if the internet has done anything with the word or the name Lindy yet. Just kidding. I wouldn't even touch that even if it had, right? That's not smart. Uh, but Lindy has been a constant support and encouragement for, for me. She too is always quick to serve others, especially around tables. She too is kind and loving and giving and a constant caretaker. And not only that, but I know that Kylie is the incredible woman that she is today because of the influence of her parents, of her dad, and especially of her mom. So today is special because I get to celebrate her as well. But today is special for another reason. Because if you didn't know yet, uh, my wife Kylie is uh, pregnant. We're expecting our first child, which we're so excited about. Um, and so today is special because I get to celebrate her as well. But even from... Uh, from the time before we dated, from the time before we were engaged or married, before we even dated, I saw, I got to see how Kylie uh, interacted with and, and how sh- she was so good with kids. And, and over the last couple of years, as some of our close friends have had kids of their own, I've gotten to watch how Kylie interacts with them, and I just know how incredible of a mother she will be. She too is giving and loving and caring and comforting and nurturing and serving and so much more. And not only that, but like my own mother, Kylie has taught me so many things about faith and about God and has helped me grow in my own walk. In an effort to keep up my streak of quoting rappers in my sermons, I'm reminded of a Chance the Rapper song where he says, um, you know the power of a woman that can lead you in prayer. For me, that's Kylie. So today is special because I get to celebrate her as well. But today is also special because we shouldn't just focus on our mothers. They are important, yes. But we should also focus and celebrate our attention on all the women of influence in our lives who have helped form us and mold us and shape us and and make us into the people that we are today. I'm thinking about my own sisters who are mothers in their own right, but who have also helped form me. About my grandmas, my aunts, former teachers and, and mentors of mine. Those women of influence who have helped form me and make me who I am today. So today is special because I get to celebrate them as well. And yet I also know that today might be a challenge for some. Because not everybody has a good mother. Not everybody is able to be a mother. Some have recently lost their mother and some have had to walk the hard journey of losing their own children. And so let me say today that we see you, we recognize you, and we grieve and mourn with you. But let me also challenge us to celebrate all of the women in our lives who have influenced and helped shape us. And yet today is also Sunday. Today is a day where we gather together to praise, to thank, to petition, and hopefully to experience and encounter our Lord Have you ever thought about how all the characteristics I described about these women of influence in my life, caring and nurturing and loving and giving and serving and comforting, so much more. Have you ever thought about how all of these characteristics are also characteristics that we find in God? 
We could spend a good deal of time digging into Genesis one twenty seven, where it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Or as another translation says, humankind was created as God's reflection. In the divine image, God created them. Female and male, God made them. We could talk and maybe even argue as Christians have done for centuries about what this really means. Or maybe we could all agree that there's so much about God that we just don't know. That God is bigger than these categories and boxes that we often try to put God into. As one of my favorite authors describes how foreign of an idea this is, and you can grab a book if you'd like to get the full effect of this. He says, you are holding a book in your hands. It has shape and volume and weight and all the stuff that makes it a thing. It has thingness. This book has edges and boundaries that define it as a finite thing. It is a book and nothing else. But the writers of the Bible go to great lengths to describe God as a being with no edges or boundaries or limits. God has no thingness because there's no end to God. Perhaps since God created both male and female in God's image, both are equally reflective of who God is. Or we could point to all the scriptures that, that talk about how God is a mother or a female. They, they, they compare God to a mother or a female. I'm going to read through a lot of them. Feel free to follow along on the screen or if you want to try to keep up, if you want the challenge, try to keep up in your Bibles as well. Hosea eleven three through 4. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Hosea thirteen eight, Like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. Like a lion, I will devour them. A wild animal will tear them apart. Deuteronomy 32, 11 through 12. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. The Lord alone led him. No foreign God was with him. Deuteronomy 32, 18. You deserted the rock who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Isaiah 16, or sorry, 66, 13. A mother, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Isaiah forty nine fifteen. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion uh, on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Isaiah forty two fourteen. For a long time I have kept silent. I've been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant. Psalm 131.2 But I have calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Psalm 123.2-3 As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female slave looks to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. For we have endured no end of contempt. Matthew twenty three thirty seven, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. 
How often I have longed to gather your children together. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing. Isn't it fascinating that all of these describe God's nature or how God acts or works? And yet at the same time, isn't it fascinating that these characteristics are all somehow commonly attributed to females or to women? I'm not here to say that men don't or can't possess these characteristics. No, that's not my message. But somehow over the course of time, we've, we've associated these characteristics specifically with women. They're often the caretakers, the nurturers, the comforters, etc. And yet these are some of the same characteristics that I find most helpful and most valuable about God. Absolutely, I want a God who comforts me when I when I mourn. Absolutely, I want a God who takes care of me, who nurtures me. And similarly, historically, child bearing and, and raising of children has been primarily associated with females. And yet, when the children come to Jesus, He doesn't send them away. Matthew nineteen thirteen through fifteen. Then the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. When the disciples began to chastise the kids for coming to Jesus, Jesus not only corrects them, the disciples, but he also elevates the faith of these kids. He says the kingdom of heaven belongs to people like these kids, the people that have faith like these kids, the people that have faith that is pure and innocent and naive, those who are full of discovery and wonder. In fact, those of you who think that you have it figured out, you may want to be careful because you very well may be wrong. One of the things that stands out to me about my own mother is just how unconditional her love is for me and for my siblings, as Christopher talked about earlier with his mom. It's not that that dads don't or can't love their kids. Again, that's not what I'm here to say. But just as we read from that text in Hosea, like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. In the animal kingdom, we see this, uh, this dichotomy kind of play out often. Where the female of the species not only raises the kid often, but also usually does most of the other work as well. Some of you moms are elbowing your husbands, right? Like me too. But think about the times when a, when a mother, animal, mother animal feels that their young are threatened by an attacker or a predator of some kind. What, what do they do? Well, they do whatever it takes to protect them, don't they? This may come as a shock to, to many of you, but I'm not necessarily a fighter. Um, in fact, some might call me a pacifist. Uh, some might say that I don't have a backbone. And it's not that I don't have a backbone. I will stand up when I need to. Um, I just prefer hugs and not slugs. But here's the thing. If you come after me or my family, if you come after Kylie or our future kids, I will do whatever I can to protect them. And you would do the same, wouldn't you? But the same, I would say, is true for Kylie, if not more so. And guys, she played water polo in high school, so she is intense. <laughs> but especially in the natural world, in the animal kingdom, when a mother animal feels that their young are threatened somehow, they do whatever it takes to protect them. 
In 2020, Kyla and I started watching this show called The 100 on Netflix. It's a series um, that's, that's a fictional series about life after nuclear fallout on Earth. And it centers around this group of people who escape the planet and go to space and live on a spaceship for 100 years. And early on in the show, they send down 100 teenagers and young adults back to the surface to see if it's once again inhabitable. I'll let you decide if you want to watch the rest of it or not. But one of the themes that keeps coming up in this show is that they're often forced to make very hard decisions in the best interests of their own people. In other words, sometimes they have to do whatever it takes to save their own. Similarly, hopefully you've heard of the hit series called The Avengers. Well, in 2019, they released the the movie called The Avengers Endgame. And in the middle of the movie, there's this iconic scene where um, all, not all, most of the heroes are standing in a circle and they're about to embark on this dangerous mission where they could die. And Captain America, in his true Captain America form, gives a great pep talk. And mashing up the beginning and the end, he says, we lost friends, we lost family, we lost a part of ourselves. Today we have a chance to take it all back. This is the fight of our lives and we're going to win whatever it takes. Maybe it's because I'm a professional pastor and this is my job, but I cannot help but draw a connection between this idea of doing whatever it takes and our God. In the same way that animal mothers fight off predators and attackers, risking their own lives for the sake of their young, for their kids, for their offspring, God fights relentlessly and zealously for his children. Amen? I'm reminded of the song Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. It says, Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down. It fights till I'm found. It leaves the 99. And I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. This thought of doing whatever it takes, this overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love This uh, active and constant love requires and takes a great deal of strength. This is one other characteristic I want to draw a connection between God and moms. Strength. And perhaps we've seen this in mothers and in women in the last year more, more than we have before. Strength. It's definitely a characteristic I see in God and that I see in mothers and in women of influence in my life. Well, again, you're in luck because this sermon has a two-for-one of rap songs, so here we go. I'm reminded of Kanye West's song, Hey Mama, where he talks about his own mother and he says these words. See, you're unbreakable, unmistakable, highly capable. I'm learning, and hopefully quickly with a baby on the way, how incredibly difficult and yet how incredibly awesome parenting is. And, And while I'm not here to say that no dads parent well, no dads love their kid. That's not what I'm trying to say. In fact, I hope to be a good father. However, we've historically placed this burden on women of parenting. And again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the mothers in the crowd. Thank you to the women in the crowd who may not be mothers in the traditional sense, but who still mother. Thank you to the women in my life who have made me me. I believe you all 
have given and continue to give us a more full and more colorful sense of who God is. Let me close with a prayer. God, thank you for today. Thank you for, again, just a time to gather together to praise and worship you and hopefully to experience and encounter you. God, today as we celebrate and honor our mothers and the women of influence in our life, God, I pray that we would celebrate them well. I pray that that we would remember and be reminded today of of how your uh, characteristics that we find in you, we see in our mothers and these women as well. God, help us to thank them and, and honor them well today and in the coming days. Thank you, God, for all that you do in our lives. Thank you um, for who you are and who you promise to be in the future. I pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Well, let me close with a benediction. Today and this week, my brothers, may you celebrate the women in your life who have helped form and shape you and make you who you are today. And may you be reminded of how they continue to teach us more about God and who God is. And my sisters, may you be reminded of how special each of you are as equal image bearers of our God. Go in peace today. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.